so currently I'm driving. I'm just driving to work, and it's between a 40, well, to be exact, sometimes in a good day, a 35-minute drive, and sometimes with traffic, and if everybody decides to wake up at the same time, leave at the same time, try to rush at the same time, and sometimes it's not great, because sometimes I decide to take 10 more minutes, lay in bed, and think about life, and I'm part of those people in traffic where they're just like, man, I should have woken up 30 minutes ahead of time, and I would have had time to actually, like, you know, pack lunch, or at least eat breakfast, or, in my case, do both, and then actually, you know, work out with my mom, which I did last week, but this week, I've been slacking. So this is like my first podcast, which I've been slacking on starting. I'm even like, you know, thinking about it. And somehow, in those 10 minutes where I was laying in bed and debating if I should be late for work or if I should like just throw this idea out in the trash, I decided somehow somewhere in my laziness that I'm gonna start this while I'm driving and you know what that somehow that sounded like a pretty good idea so there's hella traffic I need coffee I am broke and I just want to start this podcast just for funsies if that's like the right term term for it so Originally, I wanted to start this podcast with someone, but that someone sometimes doesn't have as much motivation as you or isn't serious about things just like you. So, you know, that actually caused me not to start this whole podcast thing. But I'm actually very, 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 very excited for it. I'm just really nervous because I did have one topic in mind and the topic that I want to kind of talk about is um, sex and being Latina, Hispanic, Mexican, Cuban, Spanish, Chicana, Chicano, Chicanx, Latinx, any kind of term that you like to go by as, let me know. And I'm actually accepted. I, I accept any term. Um, yeah. So I'm Mexican American, first generation student, first generation, everything technically. Um, you know, I grew up with very old school parents, and by very old school, I mean very old school to the point that uh, my dad is very machista, even to the point that he knows that his daughter me hates it. Let me go more in that in that whole situation. Uh, me and my dad do have a great father and daughter dynamic relationship, you know, whatever you like to call it. But when it comes to like certain things that a traditionally traditional woman 
that an ex-woman would would have done, like, back in his time. And I don't. He kind of gets bothered by it to the point that he can't even, like, you know, he can't stand me. He starts yelling, and I start yelling. And he hates that because, like, that really tusses his machismo. He sees that, you know what, like, my daughter's not listening to me. She's fucking disrespecting me. And, you know, I actually don't care, which is kind of funny. I do care, but I don't care because, you know, the way I was taught by my dad when I was little is I don't, if someone is testing your boundaries, test theirs, you know, if someone's bothering you, let them know, you know, someone's making you angry, let them know as well. And that's why I grew up as, you know, my dad telling me, like, you know, to fight back, you know, no matter if someone, if someone's disrespecting me, my family, or anything in general that I don't disagree on, I should let them know. And, you know, sometimes I disagree with my dad and I let him know it's a quality he gave me that, <clears throat> that he shouldn't have told me if he didn't want me to fight him back. But, you know, parents, they tell you to do something, but they don't expect it to actually work, you know? So that's my relationship with me and my dad. So, you know, we we just we talk about things that we just want to talk about and sometimes we talk about things that we just want to sometimes when me and him are just sitting together in a car um he knows he can't whoa sorry I just got cut off uh I'm at sometimes my dad like and I talk only when like we just want to fill the void of silence. Like, we don't want to have that awkward silence in the car. So we just start talking about other family members. But in his point of view, he thinks I'm being, how we call it, a chismosa. So, like, you know, a gossip lady, like how you would translate it. And, you know... In my point of view, I think my dad's been a chismoso, so a gossip man. And in many cases, he is, because he's not very, like, you know, into the family. He's not invested, like I would think. But that, then again, like, my, I guess my Mexican parents and many other Mexican parents, especially dads, don't like getting inside the family business because, you know, they actually are always hardworking and that's like their mindset like you know what I gotta go to work you know what I gotta do this blah 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 like I really don't have to ask my family about how they're doing or anything general like that you know so I do respect that but like I hate it when he uses me as his like you know how TMC is, you know, like I'm his little TMC and I tell him everything. But then again, I do it to just inform him about our family. So that's that with my dad. My mom, 
well, that's a whole different thing. My mom and I kind of like hit heads a lot because, you know, I'm a cancer and she's a cancer. And we're very fucking emotional sometimes to the point that we take everything into heart. And sometimes I know that I shouldn't. And sometimes she knows she like she shouldn't either. But, you know, that's who we are. <laughs> Anyways, uh, me and my mom were never close until I hit 15. And that's the year I had my quinceañera. Um, quinceañera is basically a big celebration within family and a girl. Or sometimes guys do it, which I freaking love. You know, I wish my brother had a quinceanera, but, you know, he didn't want to. Anyways, it's a Mexican celebration that, you know, a woman, a girl turns into a woman, you know. But I kind of get the background of it, which is like, you know, back in the old days, (laughs) which a lot of people use, which is not very old. It's just like transitions, you know. So back in the old days, you know, 15 was the year where a girl would turn into a woman because, you know, that's when supposedly your period, your, 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 you know, your whole puberty stage starts. So they would um, have this party, I guess, so parents could show off their daughter. And that's kind of like a way of, like, you know, telling men or older men because, you know, which I'll get in depth with that in a few minutes, um, which men would see, like, okay, that's a woman now. I could um, reproduce. I could have kids with her. I could start a family. I could start working. I could say blah, 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 you know? And the reason why I said older men is because <clears throat> my grandma was part of that whole transition. My grandpa which I have not seen only in pictures. He's almost 100 years old. He's actually 90-something years old. And my grandma is seven, 67, I think, so closer to 70. But I'm not sure. She doesn't like disclosing her age. But we know that she is younger than my grandpa by a lot of years. Not only 10 years, but probably 20. So, yeah, it was kind of weird when I learned that. Um, so anyways, my mom grew up in a very, like, poor part of town in Mexico, and she never had a close relationship with my grandmother, so, which kind of did affect with my relationship with me and my mom, and, you know, it's kind of sad, because, like, I look back at it, and I'm like, oh, I wish I would have, like, you know, so my mom never grew up to have that close relationship with her, which kind of did also affect mine. And um, me and her didn't start getting closer until I was 15. And, you know, I'm kind of glad it happened when I was 15 because then that's when the real problems kind of began within me because, you know, I did hit puberty late. I did do this. I did kind of found myself when I was 15. You know, so I'm kind of proud that, you know, I did get closer to my mom at 15 because, you know, I kind of wish I was closer with my mom back then as well when I was little when I didn't know 
couldn't talk about certain things, you know, and I didn't know when I didn't have anyone to talk about, like, you know, mom, I'm feeling sad all the time when I'm 10. Mom, I'm getting fun of, made fun of at class because, you know, you're a different skin color than me, you know, like, I would beg my mom to actually, like, you know, come and, like, you know, tell my dad to pick me up to actually stop working and my dad had to pick me up because my dad looked like my skin color closer closer to my skin color than my mom you know so I kind of did let society affect my relationship on my mom but not anymore now I'm very proud and after like Mexican after after Mexico I kind of learned that you know uh, you know, yeah, there's many Mexicans that are different skin colors, and I know uh, I noticed that how, like, the whole, like, you know, racial, like, name calling is. So that kind of made bum me out, but you know what? Like, I'm really proud to actually have two parents from two different sides of, like, this, the Mexico. Um, you know, and I learned two different things, you know, so I'm very proud of that, um, so anyways, my parents did grow up a very old school, back to the topic, I'm going on so many tangents, but whatever, um, so my parents did grow very old school, so, like, you know, parents weren't there, didn't talk about things, things that they should have talked, you know, um, I'm just staring off to Dunkin' Donuts right now, because I am craving coffee, but there's no way for me to actually go in there. Anyways, <clears throat> back to the topic. So my parents grew up very old school to the point that, you know, that's how they raised us. And I didn't know, like, that their parent like, parent-teaching, I didn't know that their parenting was total, totally different than the parent here, the parenting here in the United States, you know, I didn't know that until I hit third grade when I actually transferred from a Hispanic, Latino, Latinx-based school to a, I'm sorry, but, like, a very American, suburban, white-as-fuck school. You know, I didn't know that parents were really cool with their kids actually running around in front of their front lawns or going to the park that was, like, three blocks away, you know. I did not know that. I did not know that parents that were actually okay with, like, letting the kids go to the school dance at 6 p.m. when my parents didn't even let me go outside or go to the park, you know, or even have friends. I mean, the only reason why I didn't have friends is because my uh, my neighborhood was very dangerous, and everybody knew that, you know, there was um, drugs, gangs, everything right there, and we still, to this day, live in that same neighborhood. We just moved probably, like, half a mile away. Not even half a mile away. Probably one-fourth 
of the way. But anyways, we're still in the same neighborhood, and it kind of stinks, because, like, it's, it's a lot to take in. Um, but yeah, that's when I start learning that, you know what, wow, my, what my, wow, okay, wow, wow, my parents are very old school, and I started testing, and I started noticing that I wanted to live more of a American way, which kind of, like, sucked, and, like, I noticed, this is, like, the first time I noticed that your parents, well, my friend's parents, because most of them were white, um, my friend's parents started talking to their kids about sex. I was in third grade. We didn't have sex ed class, so I was, like, in fifth grade. And my parents weren't too thrilled about, about the whole conversation that I brought up about sex, you know? They, they started bashing them. They started bashing um, my friend's parents, saying, like, oh, my God, they're so disrespectful. They don't know what they're talking about. You should not talk about things like that to a, a 10-year-old. But then again, I kind of did kind of want to learn about it because, you know, not oh, when you're 10, you're kind of curious about things. And you kind of want to learn about different things. And I was very curious. I was a very curious kid. I knew about girls' body parts, about men, men, yeah, I can't even talk, about men's body parts when I was very young because, you know, encyclopedias, that was my shit back then. And I kind of blame my mom for that. Because she took me to the freaking library nonstop, you know? So, it was kind of shocking for me because I actually saw that my parents never wanted to talk about it. They didn't want to mention the word. They didn't want me to see any kissing scenes, any sex, sexualized scenes, and, you know, in TV and movies or anything. You know, they would always do that. They look at you and they expect you to cover your eyes and you're like, oh, okay, I guess I'm not allowed to see this part, which is very funny. But anyways, back to the topic before I go on another tangent. Um, yeah, so it was, it was just weird. I finally learned by myself in fifth grade. That's when the whole sex ed class began. And they went through 5th to 8th grade because they thought it was, like, a good age rate, like, good, you know, class to have, you know, so we could, like, you know, at least know, you know, you know, this, the first part of sex ed is 5th grade, you know, you're learning about, like, oh, peepees and vaginas and all, whatever you want to call it, you know, um, and then I remember eighth grade, we learned about sexually transmitted diseases and how they actually affect you and blah, blah, blah. I forgot what we learned sixth and seventh grade because that was a very dark year, year for me. So I don't care. But I still do remember because uh, I remember sixth and seventh grade was the year I had a, like a first boyfriend. And... We didn't know what sex was about, so we talked about it, we researched it. So instead of my parents talking about it to me, I decided to, like, you know, 
learn by myself. Um, anyways. What I've noticed within the years is that by the years, I mean, since I was born all the way to my brother's born, and my brother right now is 18, we still haven't talked about sex to him till this day. And I guess the way my parents grew up is like, don't ever talk about it. You're going to learn about it when you learn about it. And, you know, it's kind of sad because what if we never learned about it? What if we never came, came, became interested in this thing that people were always talking about, you know? So I just stayed quiet. I just stayed quiet and I learned about it by myself. But with when I hit, I think it was sophomore year, when I lost my virginity of high school, is when my mom kind of like, kind of knew I guess moms always know they have that mom instinct. So my my mom came up to me and she's like, have you had sex? And I just started laughing because, you know, I'm, I think, 15, almost 16. That's when me and my mom started getting closer. And I was like, I started laughing because it was so embarrassing. I'm like, mom, no, you're not supposed to talk about these things. But, like, in the inside, I kind of did want to talk to someone about it. I did want to, like, you know, mom, yeah, I did lose my virginity. And I didn't know how to, like, react. And it was so awkward. Um, so, I did not tell her that, you know, yeah, mom, I had sex uh-huh, for the first time. No, I did not tell her. She already knew. She didn't say nothing. I didn't say anything. We just stared at each other and that's it. And that was my sex talk. My first part of my sex talk, actually. Then there was another time when, you know, here in high school, you're actually like, you know, they have a half a day. So, like, where you take all your courses at once, like, half of the day, and then you actually, you know, skip lunch, skip any, and I think you skip one more class, and it's an elective, but whatever, or they try to cram that in. I, it's been five years since I graduated high school, so I don't know. Um, so, yeah, you actually, like, you do all this stuff, and then me and my boyfriend at that time would be like, okay, you know what? My mom's not home. My mom's actually working. She doesn't get out till 5 p.m., and my dad doesn't come home till, like, 8 o'clock, you know, sometimes later. And he's like, oh, okay, perfect, and you live really close. I, I really didn't live close. I just lived closer to school than he did. So me and my boyfriend at that time, were, we were planning to, you know, have intercourse again because somehow we did not, like, um, somehow our first time was great and we wanted to keep on doing it and blah, blah, blah. And then I did not, about, I did not know about birth control after a year after having intercourse with him. So, yeah, I did not have... Um, 
I did not have birth control. I didn't know, I didn't know anything about it. But I did. Well, actually, I, I'm lying. I did know. Because, you know, I had the whole sex ed class when I was young. But somehow I didn't. I didn't know how to, um, you know, get it. I knew I had to go talk to my doctors, but like, you know, I was always afraid of like whenever I talked to my doctor, whenever they would like tell me like, oh, ask me that question. Like, have you had sex? Um, they would go and whatever answer I would give them, I would, they would go and tell my mom, like they would be some kind of narc, you know, but no, they don't do that. I learned. I was very dumb when I was a kid. Well, I still kind of am, but still. Um, yeah, I got birth control a year after, um, me and him started having intercourse. Uh, but still, you know, he used condoms, he knew what to do. Um, but it was that day that I got, uh, I got the, the second part of my sex ed um, talk with my mom. Never for my dad. But my daddy was having intercourse. And I'll tell you the story about that. After I tell you my second part of my mom's and her. My, my mom and I's talk about sex. Um, the second part of my mom and I having our sex ed little mini class talk, whatever. Did not include, well, actually kind of did include, but it only include, you'll see. Which is kind of still made, it kind of pissed me off, and it still pisses me off to this day. And it's, I know it's really like, wow, how can you be pissed off about your mom? And I'm like, no, I'm a, <clears throat> this is why. I'm not pissed off at my mom, it's just I'm pissed off that she cares more about his health than my health. And you'll see with our conversation that went. I still remember it because I was very in shock, which I am right now after this little thunder bender. <clears throat> but anyways, um, so me and my boyfriend at the time were having intercourse. He brought my our school kind of offered um, free condoms at this little health station. Which later on I found out that I could get birth control from. So he got some. They gave him a whole lunch bag, you know, the brown lunch bag, and they're like, "Here, take that," because they expect them to actually have so many, so much sex. He pointed at the keys. About twenty in one day. But then again, I kind of know the reason because you know, just in case, here's some extra ones. Um, so. He grabs them right before we go to this train, to the CTA, to make our, you know, on our way back home, you know, to my house, actually. And, um, I'm not nervous at all. I'm here thinking my mom and dad are at work. Anyways. So the day go, the day happens. We have intercourse, but little did he know is that <clears throat> he left 
one of the unused condoms under my um, sofa. And I did not know that, you know. Uh, yes, we did have sex in my living room. There's probably some people are like, what the fuck? Sofa, um, couch, whatever you guys want to call it. And uh, it was, I, I didn't know about it until the end of the day. Until my mom was cleaning right after work. She's cleaning the house. And I was outside with my boyfriend at the time. Me and him were like hanging around the neighborhood. Um, he leaves, and then that's when my mom approaches me and says, are, are you having sex? Because, like, if you are, I need you to tell me. And I'm like, why? Like, I mean, she has still hasn't, uh, she still hasn't shown me that she found the condom, you know, the unused condom in the couch. And I'm like, no, mom, Why? I'm here lying already to her, you know. And she knows that, you know, yes, I have. Anyways. My mom takes out the condom out of her pocket and I start laughing. Because I'm like, wow, mom, you're having sex. Check your sex, but mom, you're old. You can't have babies anymore, you know. Menopause. She's going through that, and I didn't know at the time. And she's like, "It doesn't matter if it's me or you. It's I know it's not your sister. My sister's like four years younger than me, five actually. Yeah, but she's still in elementary school. She's not learning anything about this. And my brother can. He's such a baby. He's a, he's he's a baby. He's in elementary school too." So, I just I just don't say anything. I stay quiet, and she kind of, like, figured out with my silence that, you know, yeah, yeah, I, it was me. I was the one having the intercourse. I was the one who, um, you know, <clears throat> kind of, like, had this happen. <gasps> Anyways, um. So, my mom confronts me, I start laughing, and she's like, hey, you know what, I just want you guys to be protective, I don't want to be a grandma yet, and I'm like, mom, no, we're not having sex every day, we don't even see each other every day, I mean, we kind of do, because we're in high school, and you kind of see, you know, your significant other every day, but like, me and him, we had different classes, you know, and I had different classes of same. I was mostly of a science geek, so like you know, I decided to take more science classes than he did. It legit took five years of science and all. Actually, I think like five point five years of science. Yeah, because I also did like a medical program and stuff. Yeah. So, and he was more of a like you know. I mean, take advantage of all these APs, of these honors, and, and he did. He was very smart. And he's, I think he still is. Um, anyways, so we, we saw each other, but we, we didn't really see each other. And when we, we saw each other, we would be sitting together at lunch with his friends and my friends. We shared the same, like, 
friend group. So, yeah. Anyways, my mom, the way she approached us, she's like, I just want you guys to be safe. I want to be a grandmother. And I'm like, yeah, I'm safe. He's safe. And she's like, well, I want him. Like, basically, she she asked more questions about him than me. And that's what made me mad. She's like, okay, good, because, you know, condoms. And I'm like, mom, what about me? Like, you know? Like, in the back of my head, I'm like, what about me? Why are you asking me how I'm feeling? How, like, this makes me feel? How, like, how I could not get pregnant? Because I'm the one who's going to be bearing the child, not him. Yes, I do need his sperm, but, like... Come on, mom. Technology advances really fast. But anyways, how wonderful is Trump decided to, um, anyways. Um, so yeah, I was just asking all these questions, and she didn't, she didn't give me any answers. She just said, like, no, you guys gonna use a condom. I guess the reason why she was afraid of it is because, um, one, she wasn't fully informed on, um, what's it called? On birth control until my sister started being anemic and they started putting her on, like, birth control. And that was, like, a few years after, like, a year and a half after, like, me and my boyfriend at the time had intercourse. That's what she knew. But still, like... She would always, like, whenever she would know or have a feeling that me and my boyfriend at that time were alone, she would always be like, okay, you know what? I'm going to tell your dad they had sex. And that was my worst fear. That was, But I don't know why that was my worst fear. I guess I kind of, wait. Yes, I kind of know. It's because, you know, I always had this relationship with my my dad to be clean. Like, no, you know, no bad no bad things happening, no bad thing. I'm not bringing bad news to him, blah, blah, blah. And I know one of my greatest fears is to be sent to Mexico because that happened to actually one of my cousins. She, my my uncle actually found out, my, my uncle and my dad's family, so, like, my dad's brother found out that my cousin, who I very looked, I mean, because she was older than us, so I looked up to her. I found out that she was, he found out that she was having sex, or at least a boyfriend, and that she got pregnant, and that's what rumors in my family have it. Um, he sent her to Mexico, and they all moved. The whole family moved to Mexico. And that was my greatest fear, because, you know, at this time, I'm here thinking, like, oh, my God, I found the love of my life. I... You know, how can I leave him? How can I, like, no. That was my greatest fear. My dad finding out and sending me to Mexico. That was my greatest fear. For some reason. For some odd reason. But anyways. Um, I was okay with that. Um, with my mom always threatening me. I knew my mom would never told him. My mom would have holding him because in my mom's mind in her old school mind it was like it's a woman's thing only woman should be talking about it and not him not no one should get involved just us women 
And, and growing up in this whole, like, you know, let's not talk about sex, it, like, time, like, it kind of not only messed me up, but also it messed up, like, my sisters and my brothers, like, way of learning how to, like, what is sex? How can we get protected? Um, can we confide in you if, like, some if we're afraid of something? Like, you know, I couldn't even talk. I, I, I to this day... And I'm old. I'm in my 20s. I still haven't told my mom that I'm... uh, I just have a new method of birth control. You know? You know how embarrassing is that? Like, I... My mom wasn't there when I got my first abortion. My mom wasn't there when... You know, the whole process of, like, sexual... Because they see it as a bad thing, you know? And they see as something that, you know what, you should learn by yourself, but I should also know. But don't tell me directly, you know? It's like a whole process of, like, fucked upness. And I would always see on shows, like, oh, my God, this girl is talking to her mom about sex. Why can I not do it? Because my parents grew up in a very old school way, and the way they were raised, It was very complicated to talk about things like that with them. And hence, still, still to this day, sex or anything sexual is seen as, uh, what the fuck, you know, you shouldn't be talking about it. And I kind of, okay, and I kind of do respect that because they're my parents. But I kind of don't respect that at all because I'm a person who wants to learn, who wants my parents, or at least my mom's, because I know my dad would never be up for it, my mom's support. You know how many times I've wanted to open up to my mom and tell her, like, you know what? I've had an abortion. I was scared. Mom, my first time learned, my first time when I found out that I was pregnant, I was scared. You know? <clears throat> All these things. But did it happen? No. And still hasn't happened. My mom still doesn't know that I'm on birth control. That I had my first abortion when I was 19. It's scary. Because in a Latinx community, well, the old school one, it's seen as Something bad that God would never let you in the gates of heaven. If whatever God's sexual gender is, um, he, she, they, um, they would never let you in. And I guess that's what very, like, I mean, what Latinos are very scared of. I mean, kids like me, like, you know, first-generation kids, so, you know, we had to learn everything by ourselves, and sometimes, you know, we had to teach our parents. It's kind of scary. <clears throat> so I know I went into a lot of t- um, tangents within this episode, but I hope in other episodes, um, I don't go on as many tangents. I keep on myself. I keep... 
on subject, but also, I uh, hope you guys kind of learn more about it. Not about my life and how it went, but like, I hope I'm not the only one, like, you know, going through these things by myself, you know, that it's many other people that are going through it as well. They went through the same experiences and blah, blah, blah. I hope you guys actually like my first podcast because I'm very scared, but I'm very, like, you know, serious about starting this. So, yeah, excitement, happiness. I'm at work now after the Spender Bender. Um, I hope you guys have a very nice day. I hope you guys have a very nice day. I'm going to eat my donut. I mean, my donut, my vegan bagel. Um, yeah, have a nice day, you guys. And see you on the next episode.